The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Well, last week we lost Australian artist, animator, cartoonist, author, and director Ron Campbell, who died at the age of 81. The name might not be familiar, but Ron animated many of our childhood cartoon favorites, including the Jetsons, the Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, the Smurfs, the Rugrats, George of the Jungle, the Beatles cartoon series, and Yellow Submarine. We did this interview a few years ago when Ron and I were mainly discussing the incredible Beatles cartoon. Series. Now comes the part of the show where all you boys and girls get a chance to test your vocal cords. We call this the sing-along. All you kids out there will now have a chance to sing this next song right along with us. Sounds from the legendary Beatles cartoon that ran Saturday mornings on the ABC network from 1965 until 1969. And although the Beatles weren't directly involved in the cartoon, they did lend their music to the series, which was why so many of us tuned in. Now with the real story behind the cartoon Beatles, the man who animated and directed that show, and many, many more, it's Ron Campbell. How are you doing, Ron Campbell? I'm great. Are you Jim? Very good. Where are you today? Right now, I'm in a town called Minot in North Dakota. Oh, sure. So are you traveling the country right now doing Beatles cartoon art shows at the moment? Yes, I'm with with Rock Art Show, and uh, we're doing North Dakota uh, in the course of these 10 days, and then I return home to Arizona. And it should be explained to people that... um, you started out in Australia and went to art school there. That's how this all began. Is that correct? Yeah. I always say it began when I was like six years old going to the movies on Saturday afternoons and seeing Tom and Jerry cavorting and bumping into each other. And uh, when I learned that they were drawings, I became obsessed with the idea of doing drawings that seemed to live and breathe, you know? So I went into I went to art school in Australia and and uh, learned well enough how to draw so that I could animate. Being on the leading edge of animation in Australia brought me in contact with uh, an American company, King Features. Oh, sure. Yeah, they wanted to produce uh, cartoon films and needed somebody in Australia to do it, so uh, that led to my directing the Beatles TV cartoon show. Ron, why did they need someone from Australia to to get involved? I suspect it it was... um, uh, they didn't want to use an American company to do the Beatles television show. They had the primary uh, contractor was a London company, TVC, and they needed uh, that company couldn't do all of them, so they needed about half of them to be done elsewhere. And uh, uh, we were producing very nice animation commercials, and we looked competent enough, I imagine. So we managed to get a contract, and guess what? We did a job that was uh, up to the standards that were necessary. We did it on the budget, and we actually delivered on time. So there we were. And before we get deeper into the Beatles cartoon situation, which was one of my favorite childhood memories for sure, with King Features, you were working on such cartoons as uh, Beetle Bailey, Crazy Cat, and Cool McCool. That's right. Yeah, I love Cool McCool. That was a character created by Bob Kane, 
who was the creator of uh, Batman. Yeah. It was a fun show. So with the Beatles, how long did it take you to come up with the design, which is so famous now, of... Actually, the design was done in England, um, and it didn't take them very long. Um, what actually happened, the way the way the thing worked was um, King Features would write the script for the story. They would record the voice track, which was an essential, uh, the first essential step. And uh, they would get the music uh, from the Beatles, and they would ship to me in Australia the the, the music and and the script, and I would be responsible for storyboarding it, getting it animated, getting it filmed, and shipping back to New York a work print and a cut negative and a cut music track, voice track, and a sound effects track. You've said in the past, I think I've read in interviews, that the budget was not very much. You had to work with what you had to work with. It was not. No, 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 no. It was extremely low. And um, that's possibly why they didn't want to do it in the United States, you know. And, and also, you know, animation in those days, um, oh, let's see, there was a budget of like $50,000 to produce a six-minute film. Wow. At Warner Brothers. Uh, at Warner Brothers, $50,000 to make six minutes. So the Beatles television show, for a half-an-hour show, we had $5,000. Okay. $5,000 for a half hour, $50,000 for five minutes. You know? And half of that went to catering, right, Ron? Well, we didn't eat that much. We were young and lean and hungry. <laughs> I remember the creators of Rocky and Bullwinkle, they had sent out to uh, have their cartoon done in Mexico because it was cheaper to do it that way. Yes. Well, you know, nobody really knew how to make money out of television cartoons for children in those days. You know, they knew how to do it for the movie theaters, for cinemas. But even even so, this the cinema uh, animation business was really dying at the same time as it was growing on television. That's just the history of the thing. I don't know if music licensing came into play here, or did the Beatles just give you the songs to put on the uh, on the cartoons? They gave, they gave us the songs, you know, um, but it was only for the, you know, we couldn't do anything else with them. It was just for the films. So has there ever been a, a DVD release of the Beatles cartoons? There has been a lot of uh, bootleg DVD releasing, uh, taken off the television screen and stuff. There is, in fact, a demand for it, yeah, but I kind of doubt that it will ever happen. Uh, I do believe that um, Apple Records are not interested in doing it. There are a number of um, reasons why. One of them is, uh, I, I understand, John did not like the television show very much. In the original, in the original contract, um, they were not allowed to be shown in England because the Beatles themselves were were uncomfortable with the voice tracks because um, they were fake Liverpoolian accents. And, yeah. And, and, and further, there were cultural, um, cultural and legal reasons why there would be difficulties. Different, there's three or four songs in every half hour, and different legal requirements for that. Also, there's cultural things. You know, we, we, we took the Beatles to Japan and all the Japanese people were running around with with cameras over their necks and buck teeth and thick glasses and, you know, and <laughs> yeah. cultural stupidities that sure. are, yeah. are not, uh, not appropriate in today's age. You know? Yeah, before we were... There's a lot of reasons, even though there's a demand for it, and there's many millions of people would love to see them. I am one of those who, who has the bootleg of, of all the episodes. Oh, there you go. See? Okay. And, and uh, you'd love to see an original uh, 
prints of it, but I'm afraid that's not going to happen. Uh, probably not in our lifetime, anyway. Were the Beatles asked to do the voices, or, or were they not ever approached about this? You know, I don't actually remember the details in that. Um, I think they were offered, in, in the Yellow Submarine itself, I believe they were offered to do it. But there was a, there was a real problem. Al Brodax was the producer of the TV show, and I think he was rather adamant that American children needed to understand what the characters were saying. And he did not believe that the Beatles themselves talking and speaking the way they spoke, unmodulated by time and circumstance, never partly an accent. He was sure that uh, the show would not be successful if they did the voice tracks because the kids wouldn't understand what they were saying. Whether he was right or not, I have no clue, but I, I believe that's really the reason why. Now, you say that John was not a fan of the show, but were any of the other Beatles fans? Well, um, Ringo, um, Ringo was heard to say when he first came out of the screening room having first seen the Saturday morning cartoons, he was heard to say, hey, they made me an idiot. <laughs> yes, Paul, not you, Ringo, the prop man. I'm taking his place today. This first number is a tender romantic love song. Uh, I've got just the thing. Now, kids, while Ringo is, you, Paul, how's this? Who in blazes are you supposed to be? Cupid, of course. Romantic, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. He was, of course, far from an idiot in real life. We, we had these artificial personalities in the group you know, um, but they were sort of loosely based on reality anyway, you know. I distinctly remember Ringo, basically, his only line was usually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right, that was idiot. <laughs> how many episodes were there of the Beatles cartoons? I mean, how long did it go on? There was maybe, I don't know, 14, 16 half-hour shows, and there's three episodes in every half-hour show. I don't remember. I don't even remember for sure the, year, the years it was on, you know, or the years I, I think it was 64, 65 I was doing it. That's, that it? sounds about right, yeah. Ron, when I see a T-shirt that has the Beatle cartoon images on it in like a Hot Topic store or something like that, do you get a cut of that, or is that something that's owned by someone else now? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't want a cut, don't need a cut, and um, there is no cut for... Uh, I was I was a, a pay-for-work guy in those days. Well, after the Beatles cartoon, you were indeed asked to participate in the Yellow Submarine Project then, right? Yes. Uh, after doing uh, Cool McCool, um, I came to the United States, and Bill Hanna hired me there for the first year. And after that, I left... Uh, the studio and uh, subsequently opened my own studio across the road from Hannibal Baron on Langston Boulevard there in Hollywood. But between that time, I was working on uh, the development of a show called Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And, and I was working on George of the Jungle. And um, and I got a telephone call again from Al Brodax asking me if I could help out animating on the feature film that they were producing in London at TVC called uh, The Yellow Submarine, which I agree to do and in that instance I was not directing on it or anything. Uh, I was not responsible for anything significant except they sent me scenes that they needed animation for and I animated them and sent them back in pencil drawing form to England where it was inked and painted and the scenes were dropped into the film. And uh, I worked with my colleague Dwayne Crowder for eight months doing 12 minutes of animation, and it took eight months. 
Saturday morning cartoons, you are all over that. And, and some of the, the hipper ones, as you mentioned, I, I remember on ABC how cool it was to watch George of the Jungle, Tom Slick, and Super Chick. And those were just the coolest cartoons. Yeah, they were fun shows. And you were involved with the Smurfs, too. Eight years of my life on the Smurfs, yes, indeed. I love the Smurfs. Um, I was, throughout my 50 years of making cartoons, I was always fortunate in being able to work on shows that I really liked. And I particularly loved the Smurfs. Rugrats and the Flintstones and Jetsons. Yeah, my kids, their generation, the Rugrats and Rocket Power and Duckman, I mean, just really, really great stuff, Ron. (laughs) Duckman, funny you mention that. That was Elizabeth Taylor's favorite cartoon. Is that right? Politically incorrect Duckman walking around smoking cigarettes. (laughs) No, it probably reminded her of Richard Burton, right? What you are doing now is you go, you tour, you go to these shows, which is great. And is it true that you do paintings of, of some of the Beatles cartoon art and people can actually purchase this? Yeah, I work with uh, Rock Art Show and I, I do paintings based on all of the television shows that I've been involved with. It's a way to uh, stave off uh, the day that cannot, when it comes, be delayed. And it keeps me alive and keeps me busy in my retirement days. And I get a chance to meet members of the audience of the multitude of cartoons that I've been involved with. And uh, Rock Art Show is a great organization. We do shows all over the country. Indeed, we're doing shows internationally now where we just came back from Mexico City doing a wonderful show there where we attracted uh, huge crowds of people. We're hoping uh, to be doing a show in, uh, in Bologna, Italy, where I can eat uh, spaghetti bolognese. Another uh, <laughs> one in Spain. And, uh, so that's, all this is going on with Rock Art Show. That's quite a life you have there. Now, uh, hopefully you get here to Las Vegas. It would be, seems like it would be a perfect fit because of the Beatles Love Show, and they have a really nice little gallery in there with with a lot of uh, Beatles artwork. Oh, I'm very familiar with that. I I uh, have done a lot of shows at uh, the Love Art Show uh, at the Love Boutique there. Nice. I, I haven't in um, some years now, but uh, there was a few years there where I was selling paintings to the multitudes that were going into the Love Boutique, the Love Show. Yes. Well, it's been great talking to you, Ron Campbell. You've uh, brought so many hours of great entertainment to uh, adults and kids alike with all the uh, cartoons that you've been involved with over the years. Well, thanks a lot for having me. I'm glad to have had this conversation with you. And if people want to go to your uh, website, uh, where do they go, Ron? They go to rockartshow.com or they ask Google to look up Ron Campbell Animator or Ron Campbell Beatles or... uh, but that, that, that will always direct them to rockartshow.com anyway. So. Great. Ron, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Bye-bye. Just a shame, though, that the Beatles cartoon will never be properly remastered and released. Just too much licensing involved. You can check out episodes on YouTube, but that audio is really rotten, and it's about as good as it gets. I thought the most interesting thing Ron said was, no, they didn't want the Beatles to voice the cartoon because American kids wouldn't understand them. It's just incredible that Ron Campbell helped make cartoons from 1958 until 2008, and he was still touring his cartoon artwork up until 2020. 
Well, that does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. See you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.